Joe Biden wants to withdraw all 2,500 U.S. troops from Afghanistan by September 11th. Which, of course, would be the 20th anniversary of the terrorist attacks that took down the Twin Towers. I can point back to a story. Here's August of 2019. NBC News. Trump wants to pull all U.S. troops out of Afghanistan by 2020 election. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Am I surprised that Biden would do something that Trump was doing? No, not at all. But somehow Biden will be told he's absolutely right for doing so, and Trump was going to destabilize the region. Right? Is, is That was it? It was something like that, right? I remember it was something like that. I'm pretty, pretty sure. Uh, either, either way, if, if Trump was doing it, it was, it was bad. Right? That, that's, I think, the part to remember. If, if Trump was doing it, it was bad. And if Biden's doing it, it will, bring pre- it will bring peace to the world. And you will no longer have the gout. That's, that's what Joe Biden can do. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. A pleasure. Facebook Tony Katz Radio is where you find us. Go to TonyKatz.com. Click on podcast and be sure to subscribe, follow. It's free uh, to do. Uh, I was asked if I'm going to be talking about uh, what it is Representative John Boehner, uh, the former Speaker of the House, is saying about Trump or, or Joe Biden or politics or, or his fight with Ted Cruz. And the answer is no. I just wanted to address that. I have, I have no interest in John Boehner, and I'm not about to pretend that I do. I have an interest in the NCAA and their hatred of women. Now, I welcome anyone associated with the NCAA and their board of governors to come on the show and explain their position. What is their position? Their position is that the NCAA may very well pull events and and championships in states that have laws that bar transgender women from competing in women's sports. Now, this is what Governor Kristi Noem was discussing. Governor Noem said, hey, you legislature, you're going to send a bill to me. And this bill is going to ban this practice of boys who say they're girls competing in girls sports. Well, I want you to rewrite this because uh, this can lead to lawsuits and this can lead to the NCAA pulling out and all these kinds of things. Well, now it, it's, it's, it's happening. The argument to Christy Nome was one I always thought that was just irrational because it was a how dare you and you traitor. And, whoa, 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 whoa. Everybody calm down. Calm down. She's not a traitor. Remember, the day before she said this, you thought she was the greatest thing ever, and she was Donald Trump in a dress, right? Oh, it was the female Donald Trump. You loved it. Now, all of a sudden, she's the enemy of all mankind. That is not a way to go about things. If she's looking to do a rewrite to prevent herself some hassle, some heartache, you let her do the rewrite. If it takes a week, it takes a week. If a month later she hasn't done anything, go about knocking her all about. Now, she made it worse because she said she was a victim of conservative cancel culture. And that, Governor Noam, was daft. 
Just a foolhardy thing to say. And you made yourself look weak. You made yourself look weak when you said it. But conservatives just beating her up. I thought that was a mistake. Make sure you know your focus. The focus is a vice president, Kamala Harris, who still hasn't gone to the border when she's in charge of border response. The president put her in charge. She hasn't gone to the border. She isn't paying attention. Oh, no, she's only dealing in root causes. Anybody notice that the White House coordinator on the border, Roberta Jacobson, is leaving? Like, that story came and went the other day. She's leaving the White House. The White House is making the claim, well, she was only going to be with us through April just to get us started. I'm sorry, it's shocking. And everybody knows that it's shocking because the border is a disaster. And even if the press doesn't want to cover it, it is what it is, what it is, what it is. So let's get back to the NCAA. The NCAA is saying that if someone says they're a woman, they get to compete. And if you have a law against it, we won't hold the championship in your state. The only answer from governors is goodbye then. The NCAA is wrong. And I again invite any member of the Board of Governors on this show to discuss it. And you guys understand we're, we're, we're based out of Indianapolis, where the NCAA is based. Right? We broadcast a 93.1 FM WIBC. That's the flagship, baby. That's home. So they can hear me. I stand with female athletes who do not want to be bullied. And what the NCAA Board of Governors is saying is we endorse bullying. A boy who says they're a girl, a man who says they're a woman, and then wants to compete against girls or against women, creates a bullying relationship and creates a dynamic that is simply unfair to those girls and those women. It is unfair. If you say to me that this is a Republican issue, a local news outlet wrote this as, uh, you know, the concern in this it comes generally from Republicans, that their participation will, be unfair, will unfairly impact their cisgender teammates and competitors. First of all, if you're writing it as cisgendered, you're buying into all the insanity uh, of, of this play, and it's really a bad article from a local news outlet that is playing in the woke space. But there are teenage girls in Connecticut suing for the right to compete against only other girls and not have to compete against these boys who say they're girls. Those aren't necessarily Republicans, now are they? They're young women who are fighting against being bullied. And people like the person who wrote this article that I've got in front of me, and people like the NCAA are saying to these teenage girls, you will do what we tell you to do. You're bullying them. I'm not going to sit idly by while you do that. Why would anybody? Why should anybody? It's just wrong. The NCAA is wrong. And 20 or 30 governors should get together and say so. You're bullies. You're anti-women. It's disgusting. What are you thinking? 
I don't tell grown men and grown women that they can't make decisions for themselves, even if those decisions I can't understand, and even if those decisions are yes because of gender dysphoria, because of their own issues. Ah, no, 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 no. They aren't then allowed to take their decision and force it onto somebody else. And the NCAA is wrong. Yes, you're going to get sued. You know what you do, NCAA? You stand up for your athletes. Let me ask Megan Rapino this question, right? U.S. women's soccer. She's going to take a knee for the national anthem. She's going to fight for, for equal pay. Are you going to stay silent on this issue, Megan? I'm, I'm very curious. Do you stand with female athletes or not? Actual female athletes, because that man can say they are a woman from now until the end of time, but that man is still a man. I am not being hateful when I say such a thing. I am being accurate. I am being accurate. I didn't say they could change their, can change their name. They can dress however they choose. They can do anything they want, but they cannot change reality. And I cannot be forced to accept some kind of new reality. There are still only four lights. And these young women in sports shouldn't have to suffer because the decision of this man who decides he's a woman and shouldn't have to suffer because the NCAA Board of Governors isn't willing to stand up. The NCAA Board of Governors is engaged in outright bigotry at this moment. Hate. An attack on women that women don't deserve. And I don't know why I'm not seeing Megan Rapino at the front of the line standing up for women. This is not a subjective science. You're going to tell women who have fought for their rights that they have to take a seat to a man who decided they're a woman? Are you you out of your holy damn mind? I'm standing with the female athletes. I'm standing with with the women who, who don't want to be subjected to that level of abuse. When you call them bullies, I'm going to be there to say, who the hell do you think you're talking to? The bullies are the NCAA Board of Governors. Now, on the high school level, we're into a different thing. Because you can't decide your gender in high school. You can't do it. Stop. Parents who allow their children to decide their gender in high school or in middle school are guilty of child abuse. And as Abigail Schreier has pointed out and has written about the transgender craze seducing young girls, when you've gone from 0.1% to 2% of the population deciding they're transgender and the majority of them are girls deciding that they are boys, this is about going along with something for attention. We're not going to get into root causes of the thing. We're going to say by saying so, I'm being bigoted. Stop talking. You sound crazy. I am bringing data. I am bringing quotes from people who have studied the issue without a single bit of attack. But I will say again to any parent, if you let your child... Determine their gender, that's child abuse. The role of the parent is to protect children very often from themselves. That's hard for some parents. They love their children so much. I I get it. 
And I didn't say your kid wasn't going through a time that I might not be able to comprehend. What I said was, the role of the parent is to protect children very often from themselves. And no 15-year-old can make this decision. They can't make a decision to take hormone therapy or get surgery. No nine-year-old can make this decision on one way or the other. They aren't capable. And if you think that they are capable, you're giving children agency. And you're giving them agency over their own medical decisions and over their own bodies for what is the role of the parents. Aha! Well, isn't that the whole thing, right? Isn't that why people push these kinds of things? To be able to remove the parent from the relationship. To remove the need and the necessity of the parents. The state will take care of things, don't worry. After all, children can decide their own medical uh, decisions. They can choose their own life decisions. They can choose who they love and how old they are, even as children. Oh, don't look at me. Don't look at me. I'm playing their game down the line and seeing what it is that they have put forward. This is what happens when you abuse children. That's why you have to say no. And that's why the people who want to push this idea that a child who says they're this, that, or the other immediately has to be able to get hormones or immediately has to be able to take these drugs or immediately has to do this, those people are aiding and abetting child abuse and they should be knocked aside like a ladybug off your arm from society. No, the NCAA is wrong. I stand with these women. I stand with these female athletes. And governors across the country should simply tell the NCAA goodbye. And they should do it in a loud voice and shame them for this bigotry and for this hate that they are foisting upon these young women who don't deserve the hate and the bullying. I'm Tony Katz. So one of the stories that has come and gone is the absolute lie told by CBS. And there's a fantastic piece by Charles C.W. Cook and National Review that you should read. Tony Katz, great to be with you on Tony Katz today. Make sure you get the podcast at TonyKatz.com. And don't forget, eat, drink, smoke when you just need a break from the politics. It's cigars, it's bourbon, it's food, it's funny. EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Go to EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Click on download and you'll have it. You can also get lots of bourbon and cigar and food news it's it's great eat drink smoke show.com be sure to check it out cbs uh via 60 minutes ran a story they ran a story that said that the governor of florida ron desantis engaged in a pay-for-play scheme with the supermarket chain Publix because Publix donated to his campaign and therefore uh, they 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 had uh uh you know uh, you had desantis giving to Publix. sorry uh this opportunity to distribute vaccine right it was a quid pro quo you gave my campaign we're gonna have you guys distribute vaccine and the way cbs in 60 minutes ran this story is that it was a pay-for-play scheme. They had zero proof of it. They only showed, look at what Publix gave and look at what happened. There you go. They selectively edited video that showed 
Governor DeSantis saying that other places were giving the vaccine and Publix as well, even before Publix. You had Democrats and Republicans alike when the story broke from 60 Minutes saying this isn't the case. And yet 60 Minutes refuses to make the change. They have not apologized at all. CBS doesn't apologize at all. They have simply said, eh, this is the way we see it. But it's a lie. It's an outright, absolute, complete and total lie. They made it up because what they wanted to do was attack a Republican governor who is top of the heap for the presidential race of 2024. That's what CBS did. Hyperpartisan, narrative-seeking, having nothing to do with news whatsoever. They lied about the governor of Florida. They called him corrupt. They have zero proof of it. And then they just forget the story. But it bakes into the, to the narrative. Disgusting. Evil. And it's one of the many reasons people do not trust media. And they never look at themselves. They never CBS won't take a look at itself in the in the in the mirror. And and CNN never looks at themselves in the mirror. You know who actually had to look at themselves in the mirror? Fox. Because they screwed up election night so greatly, they're like, hmm, what are we gonna do here? They actually let some people go and made some changes to their lineup. Their ratings are coming back. I don't know if it'll ever be the same, but they're certainly coming back. Brian Stelter doesn't look in the mirror. If he did, he would realize he looks like that. Jim Acosta? No, 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 no. They're too busy navel-gazing. How could they look up? But CBS lied about Governor Ron DeSantis. Lied about it. Lied about him, lied about the connection to Publix, lied about what was happening, got called out for it, and they are changing nothing. That's how much members of the media hate us. I have a correction to make that is coming up, and uh, Stakeums versus Neil deGrasse Tyson is epic. This is Tony Katz today. So let me make a correction, because earlier I was uh, talking about, of course, the, the shooting and uh, the police officer involved shooting in Brooklyn Center, Minneapolis. Um, and I was talking uh, uh, about Dante Wright. But I was saying it, I was asking, is it Dante or Duante? Because I have seen it spelled both ways, and I'm looking through the search. The article I had was a CBS article, and they spell it D-U-A-N-T-E, so I was saying Duante. Other places have it D-A-U-N-T-E, which would be Dante. I have seen it spelled both ways, thus why I said it the way I did. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. I'm not trying to get a name wrong, right? That's absolutely what I'm, I'm trying not to do. Um, so, uh, Dante, not Duante. And if I make the mistake, I, I, I do indeed uh, apologize. Let's get into the best story of the day, which is Stakeham's taking down Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yes! 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 It's sensational. 
And, well, Stakeums is right. Like, Stakeums knows more about science than Neil deGrasse Tyson. So Neil deGrasse Tyson is the astrophysicist. Um, He is the guy who really is self-important. Oh, he loves himself. And he has got weird proclamations uh, 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 about science. And his weird proclamation uh, about science goes as follows. Neil deGrasse Tyson tweets out, the good thing about science is that it's true whether or not you believe in it. Uh, That's a very weird thing to say. Now, it's a very weird thing to say because science is constantly evolving. And it used to be that the sun revolved around the earth until we learned that the earth revolved around the sun. Right? That's that's the way it went. You learn as you go. Wasn't that Copernicus? I believe it was. So Steakum, you know, they're the ones who make the, the, the steak sandwiches, right? Which I don't know why you just can't buy your own shaved, you know, kind of kind of meat, but whatever. Uh, you get the Steakums and mm, they are delicious. They'd be a great sponsor of Tony Katz today. I'll tell you what. Uh, Producer Ari could be eating three or four Steakums right now. Yay, yay. So Neil deGrasse Tyson puts out, the good thing about science is that it's true whether you believe it or not, whether or not you believe it, and Stakem responds, log off, bro. It's like, oh, oh my, oh my indeed. That response has 145,000 likes. So someone responded, hey, you must have changed social media personnel. To which Stakem says, nope. Science itself isn't true. It's a constantly refining process used to uncover truths based in material reality, and that process is still full of mistakes, which they spell S-T-E-A-K-S like steak. It's pretty funny. Neil just posts ridiculous sound bites like this for clout, and he has no respect for for epistemology. (laughs) Wait, epistemology? Epistemology, sorry. My my pronunciation mistake. So here's Stakem making a steak pun and going full on science and ripping ripping uh Neil deGrasse Tyson apart and so someone comes back at them and says, What's the beef here? Get it? What's the beef here? And Stakem says, just sick of Neil's games. It's it's absolutely an incredible story, except for the fact that Stakem is right and Neil deGrasse Tyson is completely wrong. Not a little bit. Completely, completely wrong. Oh, you got to love it. You absolutely, positively have to love it. Now, this is a perfect tie-in with uh, me making ketchup. This story actually has become a big story. 
And uh, the vice president of, of Red Gold is going to join my Eat, Drink, Smoke show later this week, right? Our, our bourbon cigar uh, foodie show to discuss it. it was, there was a piece from, I, I think it was the Wall Street Journal. And it said, we're in a ketchup shortage. I think the people over at Heinz said, we're in a ketchup shortage. We're like, 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 uh, like toilet paper. We're going to be uh, having a, a shortage of, of ketchup and specifically like ketchup packets. And, and, and I'm saying to you right now, if you compare ketchup packets to toilet paper, right? Remember we had a shortage of toilet paper, right? When COVID hit, everybody was buying the toilet paper. We had a shortage of toilet paper. If you're using ketchup packets like toilet paper, you're doing it wrong. So the story comes out that we're going to have this short of a shortage of ketchup. And the guys at Red Gold, uh, which, which make fantastic ketchup and fantastic products, they're like, no, no, we don't have a shortage of ketchup. We're totally fine. We are 100% fine with the ketchup. Don't be ridiculous. We're going to be quite all right. There is no shortage of ketchup. But the Wall Street Journal focused on this story from from Heinz because they're having enough they're having problems keeping ketchup packets in their fast food chains. First, switch to Red Gold. That's what I would do personally. Now, if you ask me is is the fact that they are an Indiana-based company. Does that mean something to you? Well, yes. Yes it does. Yes. Yes it does. I'm leaving it there. But this led to a conversation about whether or not it is a problem or a mistake to put ketchup on a hot dog. And the answer, just so I can answer it for everybody, is no, it's fine. You're okay. There is nothing wrong with putting ketchup on a hot dog at all. And then somebody said, uh, well, uh, is, is it okay to put ketchup on my steak? And I said, it's fine. You just shouldn't advertise that. I don't think there are some things you shouldn't share. You know, keep, keep that one on, on the DL, and, and, and we're good and we're cool. There's nothing wrong with ketchup on a hot dog. Uh, Producer Ari, you put ketchup on a hot dog, right? I have before. Right, and you would again. Yeah, sure. You're not opposed to it. You don't have some kind of irrational um, theory uh, against it, right? No, I don't care. You can put your own urine on your hot dog if you want. It doesn't bother me. What What are you doing? We're having a lovely conversation about hot dogs, and and all of a sudden you're getting into some dystopian nightmare. You put anything on anything. I don't care what people eat. I really don't. Wow, way way to go along with the story. Appreciate you. <laughs> That's producer Ari. Everybody, he's available for kids parties. I say it's fine. And then came the conversation of whether or not I should start my own ketchup. And someone said, no, 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 you need to start your own steak sauce. So now I'm looking into it. Now I'm looking into starting my own ketchup or my own steak sauce. And we actually created a label because someone said, Tony, uh, your name is Tony Katz. You don't call it ketchup. You call it catsup. No. Oh, Ari. Oh, now all of a sudden you've got commentary. I'm very particular about ketchup. That's, first of all, I am too. I believe it's ketchup, not catsup. But how do, I, how do I avoid the pun? I, I appreciate the pun, but if I saw... Well, how would you spell it? K-A-T-Z-U-P. Okay, you're fine then. Yeah, not C-A-T-S-U-P. No, like, no, no, no. Yeah, I would conscientiously not buy that 
bottle if I saw that. So, yes, cats with the K-A-T-Z, sure, go for it. Right? That's, that's, uh, that's how I would do it. Cats up. And, and it's like, it's, how did I not think of that in my entire life? What? All the things, I, I've, I've made my own rye whiskey. I'm working on my own coffee brand that's going to be coming out soon. Right? I, I love this stuff. I want to create and I want to do. And this is just one of the many places I want to do it. How did I not think ketchup as cats up? I don't, I don't blame you for not thinking of creating your own ketchup. That's a I very am- specific thought to have. I am ashamed, but the idea of a ketchup, uh, the idea of a steak sauce. Now, my problem is I'm a purist, so a steak sauce really would have to offer something special. I would like to do my own fry sauce because in my family, there is this debate between the Chick-fil-A sauce and the spicy Zaxby sauce. Oh, man. (laughs) That's a doozy. Right? I, I don't know if you have a Zaxby's near you. They're mostly in, in the South, uh, but they do chicken. And, and I think they, they do a fine job for a quick-serve place. But the sauce is good. The regular Zaxby's sauce is good, and the spicy Zaxby's sauce is good. No, really but then good. there's Chick-fil-A's sauce, which is ridiculously good. So th- we're having this fight in this family about which, which sauce is it, right? And I'm like, could I make my own fry sauce? Right? Could I make my own? Because, I mean, that's what I would use it for. I'd use it for fries. Not even for anything else. Not even for the chicken. You know, just like, you know, just some kind of dip. So now I'm like, okay, I'm going to create a whole line of things. I'm going to create a whole line of things. It has to happen. So competitive. Oh, tell me about it. But here, here's what I have going, going for me. Moxie. Oh, my God. No, what I have, what I have is us. What I have is us, and of course, you know me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tie it into some kind of of, uh, of charitable thing. It's what I do. The co- the coffee has a charitable uh, connection. The rye has a charitable connection. I would do the same here. We could do some good. So let's just have some fun, right? I don't have to be the top selling brand. We just will be. That's my take. That is my take. Don't so, do it. so get ready for it, people. I'm working on it. And by the way, uh, ketchup on your hot dog is fine. And uh, I'm sorry if if producer Ari in any way turned you off with his despicableness. Really, we we will have a talk. That will happen. I'm Tony Katz. So there are two stories breaking out of Minnesota. One is that the officer who shot. Dante Wright has resigned. The other story breaking right now is that the chief of police has resigned. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. The news is moving. The news is moving here. Uh, We'll get into some more uh, of that. Uh, I wanted to get into the story about Will Smith and Apple. Will Smith, the actor, Apple being Apple, um, they are working, Will Smith's working on a movie that'll be on Apple TV called Emancipation. It's about slavery, and they're moving it out of Georgia. Why? Because of their voting rights law. Which means Tim Cook, the CEO of Apple, and Will Smith have never once read Georgia's voting laws. What they heard is that it's bad, and therefore they have to leave. So they put out this statement from Will Smith and uh, the director, uh, Antoine Fuqua, 
Uh, I think I'm pronouncing it right. F-U-Q-U-A. Fuqua. What is it? Fuqua. Fuqua. It's not Fuqua? It's Fuqua? I don't. I've always thought it was Fuqua. Okay. At this moment in time, the nation is coming to terms with its history and is attempting to eliminate vestiges of institutional racism to achieve true racial justice. We cannot in good conscience provide economic support to a government that enacts regressive voting laws that are designed to restrict voter access. No, what you did is you told black workers in Georgia, sorry, we're not bringing you any money. Have a nice day. That's what you did, Will Smith. You don't understand the law. You never read it. You bought into the lie of it's just like Jim Crow because that's what's going to look good to your woke friends. None of this is about anything other than looking good to your woke friends. It was worth a couple of bucks. Remember, you went to Georgia because of the tax credits. Georgia offers a 30% rebate. So you spend $100 million on a film, you basically get $30 million back, right? That's, I'm using a very, very round number, but that's how it works. And that's why people film, was it Pinewood Studios? That's where the Marvel movies are made. Tyler Perry has his movie studios down there. That's why people go. That's why they film in Canada. They do it for the tax credits. You're not leaving because of, of what the law is. You're leaving because of what other people think the law says, and you've never once sat down to read it. This is some real, raw, ugly ignorance. I would say to Will Smith that if you are to say of Georgia's voting laws that it is reminiscent of Jim Crow, then you don't know what Jim Crow laws are. Not because I'm being rude, but because it clearly has nothing to do with Jim Crow laws. Nothing. That you can't give somebody a bottle of water? Yeah, bring your own bottle of water. What's, what's wrong with you? But water can be set up, by the way. You just can't have people handing it out. You, that's the difference. Oh, it, it shortened the amount of time you can vote? No, you still can get two hours earlier and two hours later, so it's later, so it's the same amount of time. A voter ID? All right, look, if, if you're opposed to voter ID, you favor, you favor uh, the, the idea of fraud, and, and there's no place for you uh, in, in this conversation. Go on, get out. This is unserious. This is unserious. And the idea that somehow um, these guys are, 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 are standing up to something strong and important and they're going to fight for people's rights? No, they're not. They just took opportunity out of the hands and out of the mouths of Georgians and of black Georgians. But they're going to go shoot the movie in Louisiana. Some of the action takes place in Louisiana. So, they, you know, they... They're going to keep going. Bring it to Indiana. But Indiana should, uh, of course, be a state that have, have, make sure it has voter ID laws. And Nebraska should be a state that has voter ID laws. And every state in the country should have voter ID laws. And any state that doesn't require an ID to vote is a state that favors and condones fraud. Just like Will Smith and Tim Cook. See how we spun that? You see, you think you're woke but you favor fraudulent elections. And you moved an entire film production to codify your belief in fraudulent elections. 
Yeah, I think less of you. Right, Philadelphia, right? Born and raised. Not as tough as you used to be. Not standing up like you should.